You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Hi guys, it's Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. Welcome along to this podcast. What are we going to hear? Well, we've got murder mystery on the menu with Alex Brown. We're going to be off for a Christmas adventure with Paris Norris and it involves uh, climbing up a hotel and also singer-actress Leila Faraj is going to talk about her music and her acting right here on Dubai I 103.8. Enjoy the podcast and don't forget to join me live weekdays from 11 o'clock on Lunch with Lloyd. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. Yeah, very good morning. Uh, right now, we're going to go to the telephone lines and uh, pleasure to welcome playwright Alex Brun um, joining us uh, on the show. Alex, um, good to have you with us. Now, Murder Mystery is what's been on your menu um, of late. And I believe you've got another show coming up early next year. Yeah, well, um, uh, as you know, it's a really classic uh, theatrical form, The Murder Mystery, and it's one that's quite popular in Dubai. So uh, three very talented people and myself, um, they let me join, um, have formed a, a little group called The Murder Mystery Players. So there's Greg Lund, who's a fantastic local actor, uh, Sarah Potter, and also Chris McDermott, who's an absolute expert in murder mysteries. He's written over 100 murder mysteries over the years. So we've formed this little murder mystery players and we've begun doing some murder mysteries for the audiences in Dubai. Uh, great stuff. Now, I know you've recently um, staged one, uh, but you've got more to come. What, what, what makes a good murder mystery? Um, you know, what, 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 what is it that's what some of the elements that you really need to have in there, Alex? Well, this is, it's something I've become quite um, familiar with in Dubai because I also run a lot, a number of them for the Emirates Literature Festivals over the last few years, which has been yeah. a real pleasure. I did one about Killing Eve, of course, with you, which was great fun. That was great. Um, and we had Tony Blackburn, of course, the comedian on there from, uh, from the UK and, uh, and myself, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I guess the real secret is you need to keep the audience guessing. There's always about five or six suspects, and each one of those suspects has to have a possibility a real possibility of doing the crime. So now there's a couple of things that are really important. The script, of course, is really important because there's got to be lots of clues, but there's also got to be lots of red herrings to keep them guessing. And also there needs to be the actors. Is what the actors do is really important as well too because, you know, because they can play guilty or they can play innocent. And sometimes the actor is just so good. They play innocent so well that none of the audience picks them. So in the, in the last one we just did at, at, at UBK, it was really, really interesting. The table that picked the winner, because at the end of the murder mystery, of course, the tables all have to sit together and choose who they think the murderer. The people who picked the murderer are actually the youngest table there. And they were managed <laughs> to spot that, and it's the old classic, the butler did it, but they were able to spot that it was the butler. And they also came up with about six or seven reasons exactly why the butler did it. So, you know, you need to be meticulous and you need to make sure that you work through all the clues and which one, and work out which are relevant and which are red herrings. So, talk me through a, a night and how it how it gets started. I'm sure dinner is involved, and uh, you know the culmination of finding who was the murderer. Just t- talk me through a typical uh, murder mystery dinner. Yeah, sure. Listen, it's a lot of fun, Mark. First of all, you come and you're all seated together in a table with your friends. The groups are between sort of six to eight, or if it's a really big night, ten. Um, of course, there's a meal, so you get the first course. Then uh, during the first course, the first act is presented. And in the first act, the characters and, you know, the background of the story are all worked out and all set down. Then then there's a bit of a break. Then you have the second course and then there's the second part. Now, in the second part, that is when the murder is committed. That's when the murder is committed. And that's when you have to watch very, very carefully because after that, you have to sit amongst yourself as a table and you have to decide who did it. 
So after that second act, you have to make the decision, okay, I think this person is guilty and you also have to give reasons. You can't just go in and any money. No, you have to give the reasons as well. Then you have some dessert. And then after that, the third act is presented. And in that third act, of course, is the revelation of who did it. And there's usually a, 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 an expector character or a police character. So Lamia Torfik played that brilliantly in the last one that we did. And she basically goes through all the clues, goes through all the evidence and sums up who did it. And the, ta- and the table that one uh, is then rewarded and given some special prizes. So it's, it's a lot of fun night. It's a good night too, because everybody has to work together and everybody has to think and everybody has to communicate and also express their ideas. You just can't say, well, I think it's that person because they're wearing a red dress. Yeah, You've got to give the reasons why you think it occurred. You can't get the answer off a mobile phone for something like this, can you, Alex? <laughs> well, the, in this one, you can't. In this, which is a great thing. You can't get it. It's not like a, a, a you know, quiz. You can't get the answer off the mobile phone. You've really got to use your head, use your mind, and work out who did it. Yeah. So when's the next one going to be, uh, Alex? Well, our next one will be very special. It'll be the Valentine's Day murder mystery. Ooh. And that will be coming up at McGettigan's. We have a wonderful partner in McGettigan's who we're looking forward to doing a number of shows with them. They've got a fantastic new venue. I don't know if you've uh, heard about it yet in City Walk called Home by McGettigan's. Yeah. So they have some really, really exciting um, locations and uh, working with some wonderful people there. And we'll be doing one in the first week of February. It'll be the Valentine Day murder. So look out for that. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. You get a group together, come along, you know, have some drinks, have some dinner and work out who done it. Uh, it's been very popular for years, and it's even more popular now in Dubai. Yeah, and of course, right now we're in the middle of pantomime season, aren't we? I mean, it's great to see, uh, you know, stages being filled with with performers again, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. And also last night, very, very quickly, I just went to see Al Wassel the Opera at the Dubai Opera, of course, which is an opera about the background of Dubai, which is, has one last show tonight, if anybody's... Oh, how, how was it, Alex? Listen, it was very, very interesting, Mark. A very, very interesting take on Dubai, on the history of Dubai, Beautiful music by Mahmoud Farouz, beautiful music, wonderful production by the Welsh National uh, Opera, mm-hmm. and the set was absolutely incredible. The best set I've ever seen in Dubai. It was absolutely really? amazing. So beautiful singing. So it's 8 o'clock tonight at Dubai Opera. It's last performance, Al Wassel, the opera. And I really urge people, go along and see it, because you're going to see a really interesting production about Dubai, about the history of Dubai, about, about I guess, you know, the mythology or the, about the, uh, the themes in the heart of Dubai, which you'll find mm. really interesting. Mm. Alex, thanks for that uh, tip. I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners will take you up on that and pop along. Uh, so once again, your murder mystery, it's going to be a Valentine's murder mystery. Um, are tickets available yet or are we a little early for that? Uh, they won't be soon, but just look in the new year. Um, just look on the McGettigan's website, which is fantastic. You just go to What's On on the McGettigan's website and you'll find out about the Valentine's murder. And if I can... Throw in quickly, my favourite pavilion at the Expo is the Saudi Arabia Pavilion, which wow. you've really got to go to. It's absolutely fantastic. You're not alone in that. Um, another one of our listeners, um, Yahya, said the Saudi is um, is absolutely brilliant and <laughs> their the favourite one. Well, Alex, wish you all uh, a Merry Christmas yourself and and your family and uh, all, the, all the team at Murder Mystery and uh, have a great um, festive season and we'll catch up with you in the new year. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for everything you do for all of us during the year. It's always so wonderful to give away. Merry Christmas, I think. Alex Broom there, playwright uh, based here in the city of Dubai. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. It's adventure time right now, and uh, the guy in Dubai, Paris Norris, is uh, with us. Um, Paris, I hear you had quite an exciting uh, adventure this weekend. What have you been up to? Well, I've been getting in the Christmas spirit, Mark, and, you know, 
Santa has to de- deliver presents and, uh, you know, the buildings in Dubai are getting taller and taller. Santa has to get more uh, more creative. So I've uh, I've been having a bit of fun on creating some videos of Santa Claus doing uh, doing funny stunts around Dubai. So uh, uh, it's it's been quite a lot of fun. I can imagine. It, it must be hard in Dubai because there's no chimneys for Santa to go to, right? Exactly. So I thought I'd, you know, obviously I'm not the real Santa Claus, but somebody really? has to test these things out <laughs> so Santa Claus knows what, what can be done. So, so I, I thought, well, you know, there's no, uh, there's no chimneys, so let's, let's try out some abseiling. And uh, I, I, I abseiled down some of the buildings to uh, see how it would be to deliver presents. Uh, and we, we did that at the Rove. Um, and then uh, the next day I took my paramotor uh, with some of the guys at, at Parafly, uh, who, which is the paramoting club that I that I'm with, and uh, we we were a flock of Santas flying over the desert. Oh wow! Uh, it was quite a lot of fun. Uh, these videos are, are definitely well worth a watch. I can tell you. I mean, uh, what was the surprise on some people's faces with you, you abseiling down the side of their buildings? Well, we did that uh, at the Rove Le Maire, and. Um, Everybody along the beach there was quite amused that Santa and two of his elves <laughs> were uh, scaling the building uh, uh, to, to deliver presents. Uh, there was quite a shock. It got a lot of attention. Do you, know, do you know what you reminded me of? I saw the videos. You know the window cleaners back in England when you're sleeping and they suddenly turn up? Yeah. That was like him just turning up outside someone's window. Yeah, I mean, you've done a bit of window cleaning in the past, haven't you, at Paris? Yeah, absolutely. So it was a, a similar thing, really. We uh, we had to use the same skills in order to scale the building, and um, uh, we weren't cleaning any windows, but uh, it, it was a uh, quite a lot of hard work. And uh, uh, yeah, the, the video was quite quite fun. We we're going to put a little edit out onto social media this week. I, I suppose you know carrying the presents was a bit tricky as well, wasn't it? I mean, you, you need both hands free, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, well, in all honesty, I, I cheated a little bit. I, I wasn't actually carrying the presents down the building. And <laughs> as we were filming a video, you know, so, some of the guys gave me a present through the window so that I could, uh, for the sake of the video, yeah. uh, uh, pass it to people. Because <laughs> obviously we didn't want to drop anything <laughs> from heights uh, from a paramotor. Also, the, 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 the day after that, I, I decided to get Santa uh, on an e-foil. Uh, which is like an electric surfboard, and and get him uh, uh, get him going in between the uh, the islands of the world islands. Uh, so I got Santa on the water as well. Super energetic. Where can we see these videos? Well, I'm gonna just edit them up and put them onto my social media at Guy in Dubai. So you you can see them on my uh, on my Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll put them up today. Uh, I've spent all weekend hanging from something or you know so uh, i've got to actually make a video out of them and put it up in time for christmas to make everyone laugh well i've still got you here paris i know uh, last week when we spoke your father was uh, was out and he was a massive formula one um fan um is he still a formula one fan after the uh, the conclusion of that race <laughs> yeah well we were all supporting hamilton and uh it was a bit of a shocking uh, turn of the race, uh, but it certainly made it exciting. And, you know, we went there to watch one of the best races in history, and it yeah. was one of the best races in history. It was, it was 
uh, controversial, but um, you know, I think uh, personally, I think uh, Max Verstappen uh, played a risky strategy, but it paid off uh, with a bit of luck, and uh, he, he won the race. Um, but um, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, to be with Max Verstappen in the after party afterwards. And I don't think he was celebrating quite like he would if it wasn't so controversial. Mm. He seemed very reserved. And I'm not sure if that's just because he's a reserved guy and still quite young or if he sort of felt that maybe it, it, it wasn't uh, uh, such a clear win that he can celebrate so, uh, so passionately. I'm surprised that Santa Claus wasn't spotted in a Formula One car yeah. of all these places that you've been. <laughs> Paris. <laughs> maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he will. Yeah, you never know. We've still got a week till Christmas. <laughs> we, we have. How are you going to be spending it? Uh, well, I've got a few family members here. Uh, as you said, my dad's here at the moment and my brother's here and my cousin lives here. So uh, I'm going to skip between lunch and dinner uh with them and then see my buddies at the end of the night who should be pretty jolly jolly great so yeah <laughs> the, the the jolly norrises i think we'll call them yes. well well paris um i think we'll speak next week but maybe about some of your highlights of uh, of the of the year uh, you've certainly been on some crazy adventures and uh, once again do look out for those uh, videos uh, paris norris the guy in dubai you can find him uh, in his festive outfits dishing out presents down the side of the rove hotel over at le Mer. have a great uh, christmas um uh, paris and we'll catch you soon Merry Christmas. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. So, what have we got next for you? Well, I'm telling you, we're going to be talking music with a very talented young lady by the name of Lela Fada. She's an Egyptian actress, singer, and she joins us on the show right now. Lela, how are you? Hi, how are you? It's such a pleasure to have you joining us all the way from uh, Egypt. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the music business and how it all started for you, Lela. Uh, thank you for inviting me, This first of all. And um, yeah, how I started, I started singing when I was like three, four. I can't remember, to be honest. But professionally, I started uh, four years ago when I decided to start writing my own music and composing my own music and just get out of my, my head. Yeah. And yeah, uh, first time I released the song was uh, last year. I was just experimenting the first few years and uh, since I, I started music four years ago. So yeah, I just experimented until I had the sound that I wanted. And what was the sound that you wanted? What, what You know, you obviously had something in your head um, what, what kind of sound were you aiming for, uh, Lala? This is the, the, the sound I'm currently doing is the sound that I want. For example, I don't have a genre and I don't want to have a genre. Yeah. So, um, I'm just focusing right now, not to put myself into the box and do everything I want and just focus on on the character in, in my voice and just experiment, keep experimenting as if it's not my job now. <laughs> uh, now, we've got a little clip that we're going to play of, of that voice um, on a song called Gariba. Just give me an idea what this song is about. Gariba means weirdo. And that was one of the first songs I've ever written in my life. I don't write in this way right now. 
but yeah, it's it's one of my favorites and it's my latest uh, single out, and I really love it. <laughs> well, let's have a listen to it. There's a little clip then from uh, the song Gariba. This is uh, from our special guest who joins us on the show once again, Lela Fada. Uh, loving the sound of that. Very kind of breathy. I'm almost kind of hearing Billie Eilish in there so, somehow. And, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's very contemporary, isn't it? And uh, I, I just I just absolutely love it. Yeah, um, tell me about the making of the song and uh, how you mixed it all together. I don't know. I just... Literally, a friend of mine was sleeping over at my place and she came out of the bathroom telling me, I love this song, I love this song. I was like, it's not even a song. So that was the only thing that actually made it a song to me because it it was never a song. And then I uh, started working on it with Alien, the one who produced it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it it was such an easy song to make but not an easy song to get out and it literally renewed itself like it was done um a year and a half ago or two years ago yeah and then we decided that we want to release it now because it doesn't sound like anything i'm creating now and it doesn't sound like anything i want to create in the future for now so but but it seems to be it was the right time it was the right time to release it yeah, yeah. Because I think I think it really fits into you know uh, the the music scene at the moment. What a lot of people are doing now. You've also done quite a bit of acting. Um, tell me about yeah. that side of your career as well. So in the same time that I started writing my own music, I started going to acting workshops and going to auditions, and yeah, uh, started acting also professionally. Uh, two years ago or a year ago uh, that I got actually on TV. I got on Mohammed Ramadan's um, series in 2020. Um, yeah. And then I did a film okay. with Dina Sherbini and Mustafa Khotir called Sanya Wahda. Uh, and that's it for now. But yeah, I always go to workshops and auditions and I have quite few acting uh, things happening now. So the, the, it sounds like they're both run in tandem, your music and your acting uh, as well. Yes. So what are you working on at the moment? What's, what's next uh, from uh, your pen? 
I'm working on an album, lo-fi R&B uh, album, because I thought I do a lot of different things, but I really want people to focus on um, on my art because I know I'm different. Like I just mm. know it, and every single song I dropped was really different than the another. So it's it's hard to to get people to understand my vision. So yeah, I'm just doing this album thing, lo-fi R&B, and that's the first genre I'm. Uh, yeah, because you said you, <laughs> you didn't like genres. You didn't like genres earlier on, but so, I don't. I don't. I still don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, just in order to have, yeah, any people get to know my vision, uh, and of course, there's my touch in it, but. Um, How's, it yeah, been, how's your music been received um, in, in your home country, in uh, in Egypt? You know, what's the reaction been like to it? They, they call me weird. They like it. Some people like it. <laughs> Some people don't understand it, but they will, I know. But a lot of non-Arabic speakers actually love my music, so this is, why, uh, this is what I want to work on more. Because yeah. uh, I know people outside of uh, of the Middle East in general will appreciate my music in a way in a different way the way i i'd like <laughs> yeah um well it, it is very different i i i'll be honest i hadn't heard that tune uh, my producer put the clip in and that was the first listening for me and uh, i don't know i really kind of was drawn into it i, I absolutely loved it oh, so wh- when are you expecting your album to uh, to be coming out uh so yeah I think I'm going to drop something in three weeks or so. Okay. Uh, the first, uh, the, the intro of the album, and then see the actual timing. But I'm currently I'm finishing everything, so I think end of Jan or um, Feb. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good start to 2022, won't it? Uh, some yeah. new music for you. <laughs> what about um, performing live? Is it something that you would like to do? Have you done it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been, um, I've been uh, singing all my life, as I told you. Yeah. So I've been, I've been always performing since I was very young, but performing under my name because I used to be in bands uh, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But under my name, I started doing that in 2020, and then Corona happened. But yeah, I have a gig at Sinai Nueva uh, on the New Year's. Oh, nice. So you're going to be uh, entertaining uh, the crowds on New Year's. Well, fascinating stuff. I'm so happy that we've managed to catch up with you, uh, Lela. If people want to follow you and download your music, where do they need to head to? Um, Everywhere. My music is everywhere on all platforms. Uh, My name is written L-E-L-L-A-F-A-W-D-A. And yeah, that's my name everywhere <laughs> awesome lela thank you so much for being with us on the show and um, once that al- once that album gets released i'm sure we'll be talking to you uh, again uh, about that that's uh, once again uh, lala fada singer and actress joining us all the way from egypt right here on dubai i 103.8